Podcast Network Asia. Welcome back to Anything Goes with The Bonnies. We are so excited for this episode. We have been talking about this episode for weeks. Yes. And months, maybe building up to it. Knowing we would have to do this one day. You've seen the title already. So let's get right to it. We don't want to waste too much time. But we do want to keep the regular segment. So, sweetheart, what are you into? What we're into. I'm into, uh, okay, it would be funny to say that, but after watching No Way Home today, okay, it would be that I feel like I'm getting into the hang of superhero movies. Really? Oh, because I'm not like that. I've never, I've never gotten myself hooked to, uh, um, any universe or like any superhero story, but. Siguro, because of what Philip is doing right now, like you taking him through that whole um, experience of just watching one movie after another mm-hmm. is making me understand and see na, ah, kaya pala maluloko ka dito. Yung yeah, ganon. Yung kaya yeah. pala mahuhook ka talaga na. Like now, I can't wait for multiverse. Mm-mm. Yung ganon. <laughs> Nagigets ko na siya. Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness, the movie coming up. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. Um, yeah, it might be midlife crisis. Charot. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started the burner Twitter account last year. So oh, diba? We're becoming juvenile. Oh, diba? Ano next ko nang nito tattoo eh. Yeah, I was explaining to Carla <laughs> how uh, if you think about comic books, they have to release a new issue every month and that's where all the craziness comes in but if you think of like the cinematic universe movies what they've done is they've taken the best bits and cleaned it up right so spider-man comic book fans will recognize one more day i think the that tragic um choice peter parker has to make and that is the inspiration for no way home but i was telling carla and philip on the way home na there's also a lot of really crappy superhero uh, comic book issues that really didn't go anywhere and uh, were actually very controversial or very boring or regretful that are now in the canon. So I think the movies clean it up nicely for you. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, ikaw, ano, what are you in- into? Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the person who... Uh, who said that she downloaded when narcissism comes to church because of the podcast mm. and how it was really healing for her as well mm-hmm. uh, to be reading it. Like she was on chapter three when she messaged me and I thought, oh, so that's so cool. I had just finished it that day when she sent that message and uh, yeah, it's been really good for me. So I found that really cool that something that we're into got to help somebody else. Yeah. But for me, I'm really into stake to one. So that, <laughs> wherever you got the food yesterday, lovey. Is that on Instagram? Yeah. Oh. At Steak to One. So S-T-E-A-K-T-O-O-N-E. It, oh my gosh. They're filet mignon. It was so good. Because you, you think about it, like it's delivery. 
Diba? And so it Parang came, hirap paniwalaan na ang steak ay kayang maging masarap pa rin kung dineliver na to. Parang oh, but actually it makes sense kasi you rest it naman. It's not like you eat it like That's true. super oh, hot straight from the pan. Totoo, totoo. So but we had to reheat it using our air fryer oven and it was still so soft. It was still so good. Yeah. And you just had some tonight for dinner. Yes, How was it's that? still good. Still good. My gosh. So if you're gonna get something, I would say the filet mignon is yung pag gusto nyo ng malambot. Yun talaga. Although, yeah. ang dami pa nila kasi like, kinain ko rin yung paras nila. It's so good. Really? Oo, sobra. So, so at steak to one on Instagram, Mm-mm. highly recommended. Highly recommended. Okay. Let's go. So, let's get it on. Topic of the day. Topic of the day. Books that have changed our life. That's it. Um. Okay. So we're, he's he has a list, and then I have a list. We've got ten each. I don't know how we're gonna get through it. I have no without, clue. Like this is your idea. Without um going over time. Going over time, but yeah, we're gonna try. And um, so here's the thing, lang, because let's kind of like define. Naman. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Uh, what what does a book that has changed your life mean? Like, ba? This is not favorite books. Because if you're going to talk about favorite books, there's a lot on iba yon, list. Iba yeah. yung magiging list yeah. natin. Or when I say na the most well-written books also very different. True. Maybe like, not the best written books. Some of the stuff books, on yeah. my list are like, they're so practical. Yeah. That's kind of like what I realized na Kaya pala importante yung mga ganitong libro kasi very action-driven. Right, so... And so it really changes your life you're that You're talking way. about... We're not talking about favorite books. These aren't our top 10, which would be impossible anyway for any book lover to... to like, you try doing that. Like, what are your favorite books? You know, so secondly, it's not the most well-written books. Thirdly, these aren't the books that we could read over and over again. In fact, some of them... I don't know about you, love, but some of them we haven't read since the first time you read them. Yeah, I I don't well typically I don't read naman kasi. Huh? Oh, ikaw alam ko mareread ka. Ako hindi. Um Okay. Siguro sa akin wala naman na lang din kasi akong time, but yeah. Oh no, I love to I mean, I would books. love to reread a lot of my books. I just don't find the time ever. I love to reread. And I think books. my input is getting in the way. Like I want to reread something, but I also want something new so parang To me it's like an old nagtatalo. friend. Oh, okay. comment out there. Uh, shoot us up at anything goes with the bonnies. How many of you like to reread books? And which ones of you are like one and done? Like, bye-bye. So what does books that changed your life mean, lovey? Uh, basically, you read it. And however, whichever way you were going before that, parang you kind of like, either found a new path or it started something in your life that you were they, they just changed you in some way yes. ganun lang siya kasimple na and it doesn't have to be like a big change na but dramatic but a, a, a definite change yeah and also you know that you can feel it na if that didn't happen in your life then your life wouldn't be the same today i can feel it okay naalala niyo pa ba okay ano ba to yung Alice Dixon. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, so there, your life was going one way. You read this book and your life changed direction. Maybe not completely, but it what, might, may have been altered Like there was a, a tweak in your life yep. that has made your life to be your life today. And if that didn't happen, then 
you probably wouldn't be the person that you are today. Wow, grabe naman. Okay. Why don't you start, sweetheart? Okay, uh, I'll start with something that I've mentioned na rin many times. Sorry, so. are we, I, I forgot. Sorry to interrupt. Are we doing this chronologically? Or no, not I actually just, whatever I first thought of All and right. then I started like, right, so we're not sharing these like when it changed like this changed my life when I was seven and then, then, then this naman, changed my life when I was chronological ganyan no. walang okay. walang sense yung order nito kung ano lang yung unang pumasok sa isip ko yep Kate Bowler's um, everything happens for a reason and all the lies I've ever loved wow um the, okay this book Changed me because it came to me when I was having, I was in the thick of my mental health battle. Mm-hmm. So this is also making me think that probably some books wouldn't have the same effect on you if you didn't read them in that certain point in your life. Exactly. What you were going through when you read them really matters. Yeah. So there's this one line there now because I was really getting hopeless at that time and I feel like It was so hard for me to see God. Yep. And um, I didn't anymore know how to apply my faith when the suffering is great. And then I read this line, yung, what if being people of the gospel meant that we are simply people with good news? God is here. We are loved. It is enough. Mm-hmm. And then when I read that, it sounds like a very, very simple line lang naman. Or I mean like, lines kasi ilan din siyang sentences um but uh i i felt like that was exactly what i needed to hear yeah and it got me out of my funk yeah if i didn't read that i'd probably be still you know, i mean like who knows naman no baka naman something would have something else would have yeah, done yeah. it but but it definitely but that helped definitely was the one that turned me around and and made me remember what i already know anyway na it should be enough that i'm loved like i have a lot of stuff in my heart and in my head but it just reminded me that book reminded me na what if it's a simple i think what what it really did to me was like But what if ito lang talaga tayo? Yeah. It doesn't have to be happy. It doesn't have to be, we're just simply loved. I think people uh, always cut short when you mention the title of that book, or often do. You say, everything happens for a reason. And then they and rejoice. Then they go, oh. They're like, yeah, like, really? No, and other lies I believe, I've loved. I've, I've loved, yeah. So it, this book uh, like attacks that toxic positivity tendency To wipe away pain, to wipe away sadness right away with, oh, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it doesn't, but sometimes that's not the most helpful thing to think yeah, about. Yeah, and also, what if walang ang reason? Like, what if the reason really is this is just a broken time in our life? Yeah. And, you know, there, it's just how things happen, but not a reason in the sense na, kaya ka nagsasuffer kasi it will, you know, it will be of uh, of a great thing someday, parang ganon. Yeah. yeah. Yan. Okay, so next, ikaw. Hey, that's pretty good. Mm. Let me match your uh, mental health helpful book with one of my, <laughs> The Leader's Journey by Jim Harrington, Robert Creech, and Trisha Taylor. Uh, I've mentioned this several times in the podcast as well, so it doesn't need a long Um, description but all of that to say that love this book change the way I lead change the way I related to people especially the ones I love the most like Carla my kids and uh, friends and other relatives and people at work 
um, yeah, and it helped me understand and it helped me see what a friend of mine told me before that there is no such thing as being, what did he say, as being overloaded. It's the way you're carrying it. And the mm. willingness to drop things is what's caused the unwillingness to drop things is what was causing me to respond that way. Mm-hmm. Great book. I love this book, The Leader's Journey by Jim Harrington. And you know, the other thing I love about it, sweetheart, is until now I'm in conversations with people. Because you remember in 2020, we had a deep dive uh with this with our campus ministry. And the people who I, I spent months processing this book with would come back to me later until now and they're like, we're still quoting the book. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was a turning point for me and uh, many others. Marhaba, I'm Jerick. And I'm Apple. And we're from the Langa Speaks podcast. Coming to you all the way from Dubai. Yalla, join us as we talk about family, faith, and, and everything, everything in between. We're brought to you by Podcast Network Asia to remind you na palangga ka Over to you. We might make it through our list, love. Wow. Okay. All right. My next book is, I actually don't know the exact title of this. But it changed your life. Long, but it changed my life. In a moment. <laughs> okay. So the book is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. The book. The Conmarie Method. Now, uh, my mom lent us this book. Yeah, she was the one who lent us this book. Long before the series came out. Uh-uh, parang a little before, like shortly before Conmarie became a thing. Yeah. And well, it already was a thing to have a book. I mean, huh? enough to have a book, but before the series no, came no, out. No, no, no. The book was the one that made her. I know, but she already her. had a... She was already like... In demand in Japan before the book. Ah, yeah, okay. But I mean, like, globally. Globally. Yeah, and so parang I think it, this was the book that introduced her method to the entire world. And simply, no, nakakatawa kasi if you read this, it's so practical. Yeah. It's not literary. You, you know? know, like, it's not, like, flowery or, like, even moving in that mm-hmm. sense. But there was a principle there that just changed my life forever. You have to also know that this is in relation to me as a as a pack rat. Yes, I she like is totally our a pack rat. family does not like throwing things away because we're like thinking we can always use this, we can always use that. I wondered yeah, when you mentioned that to me before, and then because you have a big family, mm. right? So not only are there many sources of stuff to hide. But many needs. So you never know. Eh, baka naman talaga kailangan ni ganito, ni ganyan. You know, it's premature mm. to throw anything else away. I don't know. I really don't know if it's like katamaran lang na hindi, wala lang nagturo sa aming mag spring cleaning or is this a passed down trait from our ancestors, parang ganon, who lived during the war. Because when my lola died, we had to throw away a lot of expired canned goods. Wow. And uh, that was because I mean, of the war. canned goods. That's a long time. Because of the war. That's the effect on her. So, ano rin yan, very um, interesting to look at na how 
you can pass on a certain habit that was formed during a very tumultuous time yes. in history. So parang, yun. Anyway, nag-sidetrack na ako. But kaya ako lang to, yun nga, dahil pakrat ako, nabago niya ako, at yung pinaka-question niya, na, and, and the way she put it also, kasi so easily applicable, yep. na yung... Uh, do you still have joy? Mm-hmm. Or does this give you joy? That's the her main question. When you're looking at something and you're thinking of throwing it away or not, the question you should ask yourself is not, is it still useful? Or am I still going to use it in the future? Yep, yep. Do I like it? The question is, does it give you joy? And if you listen to it, it's like, parang engot naman yung, ano, parang it doesn't make sense. But then when you do, you're like immediately, it, yeah, I know, I know what gives me joy and yep. I know what doesn't. Yep. And so it's very easy for me. And and you kind of like get to the root of it. And ah, this is the reason why I never use this. Because it looks pretty, but it I don't feel happy yes. using it. Or like wearing it or having it around. So, you know, her, the questions she asks in that book just really show her experience in dealing with people. Because she's, she has a response for every excuse. Right? Like, oh, I might look good in this one day. No, throw that away. Uh-uh. Buy one when you feel like you can look good in Tsaka this one revolutionary rin kasi yung mga, mga, kasi diba, prior to this, meron naman tayong spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. May mga organizing. Alam yeah. naman natin yun. Pero yung nakakatawa, meron siya mga revolutionary ideas katulad ng hindi daw siya naniniwala sa storage space. Yes. And storage boxes. Yep, yep. Because what you don't see, you forget. Sabi yep. niyang ganon. So, parang, You put it in that storage ese, box yes. and it stays there forever. Ang nangyayari, you just keep your trash away but there's still trash. You actually don't open it for years and you only realize after many years. Parang ganon. So, in that sense, naturuan niya ako na maging medyo, hindi ako minimalist, pero parang working towards the yeah. path ako na papunta na tayo sa minimalist. I would say we don't practice her super religiously. No. What we do do though as a couple is we have like seasons of maricon in our life mm. where we'll come in and we'll be like, maricon the clothes, maricon all the toiletries, maricon all the books, uh, the kitchenware. And then that's a that grid always comes back to us. Um, the thing that I found really ruthless with her was throw away memorabilia, love letters, um, or appreciation letters. She, she she says something like, you've read them, now you can throw it away. No, pero hindi. Actually, hindi nga siya ganun eh. Ang, no, there ano are niya, stuff like that, like appreciate cards, Yeah, yeah. Cards. ang sinasabi niya nga is, kahit sa memorabilia, kailangan maging honest ka sa sarili mo. This is this something joy? that yeah, yeah. you want to keep? Kasi nga sinasabi niya na... She's not saying na get rid of everything, but keep only what you want to keep. Yeah. So if all of your memorabilia are important to you, make space for them because all the others na ayaw mo naman pala, okay lang yun. So kahit na itago mo pa lahat ng memorabilia sa buhay mo, basta para sa kanya, hindi mo gusto lahat nung nasa bahay mo. Parang think, let me clarify. You're, you're making an important uh, distinction there. Um, what she's saying kasi is don't keep it out of guilt or utang na loob because someone gave this to me nakakahiya naman if I keep if ibang I don't iba yun. ibang y- iba yun. yung sinasabi niya is kaya tayo maraming kalat minsan kasi we feel like we have to keep something just because it was given to nakakahiya us that was naman, like an entirely 
um, parang it's a solo segment yep. of her saying and talking about something that was given to you. You don't be obliged to keep just because. Tapos parang challenge kanya, sige nga, how many of your things actually you keep only because of that reason. Yep. Yon. Okay. Great. Oh. My turn. Mm. Uh, not practical at all. This is a history book that I believe changed my life. Mm. A World Lit Only by Fire Ay, oh, oh, gusto ko yan. by William Manchester. Correct. And uh, I would say this changed my life because I've always been fascinated by history. But this is a book that captures, it's like a slice. It's like a slice of the world. So it's not covering huge chunks of history. It's not covering mm-hmm. hundreds of years. Maybe a hundred, two hundred at the most. Uh, I could be wrong. Sorry, sorry, that But it's not trying to cover like the formation of a nation, but it's trying to capture what the world looked like right before the Renaissance mm-hmm. in the supposed Dark Ages, and that's why the title is "A World Lit Only by Fire." Mm-hmm. Like no other inventions, no electricity. Uh, this is right before the Greek classics are rediscovered, and and they spark, you know, this that the Renaissance period. Yeah. And so it covers a bit of the Middle Ages and then a little bit of the Renaissance. Yeah. And to me, what I like about this book is the idea of looking at history that way. Mm-hmm. I think what changed in me was you know, simplistic good guy, bad guy narrative. Yeah. Or simple cause and effect uh, only by a single factor. Mm-hmm. But it helped me see that, wow, there is so much affecting these things. Yes. It was great that so much of the material was stuff that I was familiar with already. Uh, Magellan, uh, Columbus, um, Martin Luther is mentioned there. Uh, many of the uh, the Protestant Reformation from a very different perspective. So to see things like that explained a different way really, really helped me. To see that, okay, that's how we can understand the world. It's yes. a very broad world. Mm. And then I remember I lent it to you. Yes, and I loved it as well. Yeah, that was one of my the moves with Carla. <laughs> Lending her history books. What a nerd move. And then for it to work, what a, that's another. <laughs> <laughs> like you get a picture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number three for you. Number three for me. Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by book. Susan Cain. Yeah. Why? Um, I had never thought I was an introvert until I read this book. I had an inkling that I was. I just didn't understand it. Probably like I was like one of those people who believe that just because artista ako, I can't be possibly yeah. like be an introvert. And uh, when I read it, it was like I was able to diagnose myself mm-hmm. because she would talk about how introversion looks like. And I would say, oh my gosh, that is so me. Like I remember she she's saying na, uh, parang siya, she loves to do like speaking engagements. Like she loves mm-hmm. to speak and teach in front of a crowd. But every time she does, it's like after that, she just wants to shut the entire world out. Mm-hmm. She goes up there, delivers her thing, and does not want to engage anymore after yeah. that. And parang feeling niya, sobrang pagod na pagod siya after it. Yes. And that's kind of how I feel when I have to speak. Um, and it's not out of like stage fright or anything like that. But it's I, I, I now I understand. It's like just the entire time of 
uh, it, it was also in her book that I understood that uh, introversion is a problem of stimulation yeah. and not really a problem of like people per se. Yeah. It's really just too much going on and you can't handle yeah. that stimulation. Kaya you have to draw away from the crowd or from whatever you're doing. And it, it's so funny. You wouldn't believe this, but sometimes even the simple sound of an electric fan annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. And that's why this is actually one of my entries as well. It changed my life because you read it. Because? De Lohan, it's not one of my entries. But I, oh my gosh. Okay. But it changed my life because she felt so free, so empowered, and I was able to understand her much better. Oh. And it breaks away from so many of the stereotypes. Kasi. So introversion is not shyness. Mm-hmm. Extroversion is not kindness. You know, mm-hmm. So all kinds of stuff like that. You realize mm-hmm. that it's a totally different thing. Also the idea that it's a... Uh, what do you call that? A binary thing. Like you're completely this or completely that. I think that's the book that introduced you to the concept of ambivert, which helped us understand me. Where it was like, I'm an extrovert Yun compared ba, oh, to you. But not as much compared to other people in our lives yeah, as well. So it was oh. like, so what am I? It was just so freeing. Siguro, parang... It was the first time I admitted to myself that I do have a hard time with like overstimulation. Yeah. And um And this I, is married to me. I wouldn't And she gives birth to Manu. I I because I always felt wrong about that. Ever since I was a kid, I would, you know, like be told to oh, kiss my tita mo or like say hi to everyone. And it always overwhelmed me to do that. Yeah. Now I can have the words for it. But back then it was like it just felt so wrong to not want to do what my parents want me to do. Yeah. And, you know, many years later, I realized, ah, okay, I, I'm the kind of person who needs time to, like, settle down and, you know, you not to be rushed into, like, this massive simulation going on in a, in a place. Parang ganyan. Nice. Let yeah. me match your freeing book with a freeing book to me, <laughs> one that you've read as well. Uh, the Life You've Always Wanted by John Ortberg. Oh, my God. oh, yes. Very nice. Great book. And for someone who grew up in church with like very religious um, spiritual disciplines, taught to me, but that I embraced. You know, I fully embraced myself. To read the book this way was so life-changing. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend it to every every follower of Jesus. Read the book, The Life You've Always Wanted. It talks about what spiritual disciplines really are. And too often, spiritual disciplines to us are kind of like exercises that we do. Um, so everybody's doing reading the Bible. So we all do reading the Bible. Everybody's fasting. We all do fasting. He doesn't describe it that way. To him, a spiritual discipline is anything that helps us become more like Jesus. And so he's got this list of like, huh, those are great spiritual disciplines. The discipline of smallness, the discipline yes. of patience, of of of, of uh, honoring others, serving others. So these things, when we do them, help us to become more like Jesus. So I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's a it's a really, really Actually, good Actually, I have already said that I want to learn it. I want to learn it. I'll never forget it. Mm. Like he said, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is sleep. Yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, grab it. Ang simple lang no, no? And oh. you wouldn't think that sleeping is a a spiritual thing. But then, yeah, you know, may, sino ba ang hindi na iirita pag kulang siya sa tulog? Sorry Paano na. ka magiging Dilo spiritual? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next, next, next. Ako na pala. Number okay. four for you. Okay, uh, my next is also written by a woman. Her name's uh, 
Sheryl Sandberg. Oh, that's this a good book. Book is Lean In: Women, Work, and the Will to Lead. Um, the only reason why this has changed my life is because I never really paid attention to one leadership, second, women leading. Yeah. Uh, and how that is like sort of an issue in the world. Um, I think I never encountered it because I never really had to lead anything. So, I mean, so parang wala namang nago object sa akin or anything like that. But then, yeah. you know, you get older and you see that, oh, nga, no, parang we're seen as inferior in all that. I'm not a hardcore feminist. However, this book made me realize, because the, the very opening of it palang, she was talking about two very striking things kasi yung nagawa nito sa akin. Eh. First is yung when she was talking about how when she was still working for Google and she was pregnant and she was about to give birth na, parang malapit na, and she had to park. And she was trying to find a, a suitable parking for her. And she couldn't find one and she had to park parang malaya. Sobrang malaya, oh. And then she, after that, she walked to the the office of her bosses and said, because she had to work under male bosses, no one who don't know thought yeah. of putting a parking for pregnant women. And parang sabi niya na, yun, na she burst into the room and then said that we don't have parking for pregnant women. And she used that example as uh, an opportunity for women to lean in, that mm-hmm. you actually have a purpose. Um, I don't know if she really said it that way, but that's how I got it. Na, oh, nga, no, there are things about us that are uniquely woman and so female that men will never think about nor experience yeah. in the same way that we will never experience some of what you yeah. guys experience. And because that information is privy to you, ikaw lang din yung makakagawa yes. ng infrastructure or whatever, di ba? Yeah. That will support that need. Yeah. And so that really convinced me that you gotta lean in nga, no? In, in times and opportunity, when opportunities present itself to you, pagkailangan yung babae na boses, kailangan mo talaga ibigay yun. Yep, that's why the title is Lean In. Yeah, and then the other thing that I will never forget she said in the book was like, when um parang... I, I think she asked or somebody asked her na parang, uh, how do you do everything? And the answer to that question is, I don't. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, like, I always use that when I talk to other people about busyness. And that's actually from that book, Clean In. I love that you read that book also because it helped me. Oh, di ba? Kaya alam, ta- panalo talaga yung mga binasa ko kasi kahit ikaw mismo, nagbago rin buhay mo. Yeah, it helped me because... <laughs> On one hand, while I've always wanted to maximize working with the people I work with, uh, men and women, uh, it's been a struggle for me with the women part because what's what am I supposed to do? One of the things that helped me about that book was, on one hand, I want to treat everybody equally. Mm. Yet the book doesn't make the mistake of saying you have to treat everybody equally, meaning equal in value doesn't mean treating that treating them the same mm-hmm. because if i treat them the same then i'm using a man's lens for what they should be instead of equal in value now you tell me based on your lens what you need to be able to perform the the mission that we're on together mm-hmm. and it really helped me lead my, my my team well and i'm grateful to have worked with really strong excellent uh, intelligent women professional women who yeah, had emotions, just like men, who had personal issues, and we learned how to work through them together. Mm-hmm. Because nga, the book, parang, that's yung mga kwenta mo sa akin, gave me a reference point. 
mm-hmm. and to even speak to them and say, look, you got to bring it because I don't know what you're going to bring. <laughs> you got to bring that. To, don't expect me to figure out what you need from me as your supervisor. You've got to be able to tell me what you need because that's the kind of uh, uh, environment we want to nurture here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So lean in. All right. Um, let me try to match that with a cooking book. <laughs> no, but this book changed my life. Uh, a Year in Provence by Peter Mill. Mm. And this is one of those books that it changed my life. Maybe the book did, but also what was going on in my life at the time. And this was my uh, gustatory renaissance, as I say. My food renaissance in life. So I grew up being very picky, very choosy, very difficult to feed. Uh, my parents would want to go to nice restaurants. I'd only want to eat McDonald's. Like that kind of difficult to feed kid. And at around 16, 17, I tasted this baked tomato dish from my mom. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And around that time, she lent me this book, A Year in Provence by Peter Mail. So he's a British guy who moves to Provence in France. And so you've got... This dry, sarcastic British wit and humor describing French cuisine, culture, uh, inefficiencies, <laughs> yeah. nap times, uh, bad driving habits. It's a really entertaining book. So I really enjoyed it. And then he would describe the food. And it made me want to try foods that I'd never tried before. It made me want to try snails. It made me want to try foie gras. Galing, no? Na parang a book can do that to you. Yeah, yeah. I think yun din yung naa-amaze ako na, diba, sabi nga nila, may learning paths. Yeah. Na parang how do you, how do you learn stuff? Yep. And you'd think na eating is something that you learn by tasting, diba? Yeah. <laughs> by eating. Hindi pala, for some, Yes. But for us, it has to be like in a very intellectual way. Not because we're like intelligent people, but that I, th- I feel like it's the path lang talaga yeah, that's to what us. That's interested. Please explain it to me. When you yeah. explain it now, I love it all the more. Parang and gano. then he's got other books. You know, he's got... Um, talaga ba? Oh. Yeah, Encore Provence, Toujours Provence, Bon Appetit. So oh, cool. There's, I just read... I think I read four or five more after that. Cool, cool. Speaking of five, your fifth one, sweetheart? Okay, my fifth one is The Day the Revolution Began oh, by N.T. Okay. Wright. It's like a 400-page book. I've skimmed this napaka, book. I haven't read this book. Napaka-haba niya. Pero kasi, ano siya, uh, rec- uh, hindi recommended eh. Uh, talagang reading required, namin. Required uh, reading para sa isang master's na inattendant ko. And um, honestly, it's a long book, but it did change me. One, because of how long it was. <laughs> how good lang naman din talaga a theologian anti right is mm-hmm. like how how he just sees and has this revelation from reading the word of god yeah but also um i think yung at that point in my life i was able to connect the story of the israelites with my story yeah Because it's been, and I never really understood, well, no, I I didn't know that there was a gap in my head of how... How does how, Israel connect to me as yeah, a believer today? Yeah, parang kung story, kumbaga parang, ano ah, uh, simply put, 
kung yung mga Israelites, story nila to sa God nila, paano ko to God? Hindi <laughs> naman ako Israelite. Ano kinalaman ko dito? Oh, so ano kinalaman ko? Meron naman akong naririnig na prior to this. But siguro yung connection was made complete lang by this book. And also the whole fact of what does a resurrected life look like. Yeah. Yun siguro yung parang kasi very personal yung resurrection thing for me before. Na... You know, I'm able to do this because God is resurrected. Yeah. Or I'm not going to die anymore of my sins. I'm going to live an eternal life because of that. And ang lalim pa pala ng resurrection story yeah. na dinala niya ako sa point of na-connect ko siya sa vocation ko. Mm. Na yung my life's calling nice. of being an image of God begins from the beginning of the Israelites with the Lord and still continues up until this time with me. So, uh, help me now just to whet people's appetite and that doesn't mean basa, ah. that's W-H-E-T, sharpen people's mm-hmm. appetite. Uh, to whet people's appetite for the book, the day the revolution began is about the resurrection or the crucifixion. It's, it's, it's like the whole thing, eh? but I think it kind of like focuses on Like, it can't be a complete story without the resurrection. Right. Now, siguro, I guess, he's also just coming from the whole, we're so focused on the what God has done yeah. for us on the cross. Which is atonement, redemption. Yes. Ganun, so, parang oh. nakakalimutan mo na after nun, ay, ox ka na. Oh, mabubuta ka. Which is totoo, ha? Yeah. Medyo nakaka-relax na pag napa-oo mo na yung isang tao na isurrender niya yung buhay niya kay Jesus, ay, ayun na yun. Yeah. But it doesn't stop there. The It should only begin there. Yes. The impression I got from browsing the book and the intro is that uh, when the when Jesus rose from the dead, now they went back and they remembered everything he said and they said, oh gosh, now all of this has so much meaning, mm. so much significance because yeah. he is alive. Yes. Okay. Now only that coming back to life yeah. actually is uh, the proof yeah. of like, Ah, It's undeniable. For real. Oh, right, let me match that with a, a no, theological no, 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 apologetics much. book of my own. The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Oh, yes. I love this book. And honestly, I've, I've, there are a few apologetics books that I really, really love. One is this one. The other one is Mere Christianity. The Reason for God is one of my current favorites. But this book changed my life. A great, The Great Divorce. Mm. The reason for that is... One, it's so short. And then I tried to read it three times. And I couldn't get into it. I got bored, so I'd put it down. Ah, okay. The beginning kasi is like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand. It, it's one of those, um, it's like magic realism. Is ako it? naman, sakay know. na sakay ko dahil dun sa intro. Kasi, maano ako. Alam mo yung Robert Downing na movie? Yung, ano, Heart and Soul. Yung may, no. may train that takes them to like, The world. The dead, ganyan, oh, really? whatever. Oh, so parang medyo mahilig kasi ako sa mga ganon. I, I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a realistic thing. So when it started <laughs> doing that, I said, what, what, why is the bus flying? <laughs> so I was so confused. But by the time I finished it, uh, I probably reread this book every year. Mm-hmm. Um, just the pictures of heaven and hell, how sin makes you small and makes you nothing. Mm, yeah, how yeah, yeah. The picture of It insecurity, the picture of lust, how idolizing your children can really turn you away from God. So all of these things captured in that very short book, 
Love it, the great divorce. Okay. okay. Number six. Number six. Uh, I would say blog ink. Blog ink is blogging for passion, profit, and to create community. Uh-huh. It's really just a bunch of stories of how the most famous of bloggers in the world mm-hmm. during that time uh, came to be the bloggers that they are. Yeah. And how they've and when become was it so written? It was just like before 2010, Successful. Uh, or di naman. Di naman, parang... Hmm, let me see. Medyo luma na to eh. 2012. 2012, okay. 2012. So, 10-year-old um, book on blogging. Uh-oh. And though... So, I, I wouldn't recommend to like read it anymore now because that. it's like blogging is dead. Um, but at the time, it's probably the equivalent of what you would get right now regarding YouTube stars, mm-hmm. I guess. No, parang something like that. Um, why it changed my life? Simply because at that point, you know, I, I think I, I'm not sure if I was or yeah i think i was already blogging or starting palang and i didn't realize how blogging is an opportunity to own something yes i just thought it was like you know a place where you put your thoughts and it's a very and we personal been blogging for like five six years at that point right or even I longer alam, I Parang hindi. Kasi 2012 is when i i well, 2007 you were writing vlogs no blogs. i wasn't well I was doing like mga live journal. Hindi pa yan yung... Not the way blogging is now. Mm-mm, yes. Mm-mm, no. So, and, and even back then naman kasi live journal and and ano, and like say multiply, we're not profitable. Yeah. It became profitable naman lang talaga nung nagkaroon na ng mga WordPress, ganon. Yeah. So, 2012 was that year for me and I, I think lumakas lang yung loob ko dahil nabasa ko yung mga... A Cup of Joe, yeah. uh, Love Taza, yung, si, yung may isa pang dad dito eh, na parang it just studied people who started giving free stuff online and how that resulted in like a million Followers. readers every month. Because not every, these people, it sounds no, from the way you told me about the book, they started out before blogging became profitable. Yes, oh, yun nga. So they navigated they, that transition. They trace it kasi, yung parang the rise of these people. And it was very impressive for me na may common sila lahat. And the common thing is that they they wanted to serve regardless of whatever pay they would get. Yeah. They just really, truly wanted to help people. Yeah. So own a message meet a need or answer a question that a demographic has. And, you know, that's a great start to hopefully making it profitable one day. Yeah. So, it did change me because yun nga, parang feeling ko, it was what launched me into the whole virtual profitability. Parang yeah. ganon. Yeah. Uh, I never thought this was something that I could... And I wasn't really thinking of profit ah, to begin with. I was thinking of ways to express myself on it. It just felt like because of their examples and because of that book, I became more aware of, you know, I this could be my thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anybody else's thing. I don't have to wait for anyone else. It turned me into a more of like an editor, a producer. Yeah. More than a writer. Parang right. ganon. Um... 
for me, this is another book that came up. Um, maybe I was 15 when I first read this book. I barely remember it. It's a super thick book. It's like as thick as a as an old Bible. Um, How Now Shall We Live by Charles ah, Colson and Nancy Piercy. And this changed my life because um, it helped me see. But it, I, one of the reasons why I'm still a follower of Jesus when I contemplated leaving the faith as a college student was the realization that my faith gives me the lens to see all the ugliness in the world and not have to sugarcoat it mm-hmm. and pretend it's not there. Maybe you hear that from me and Carla in this podcast. We're kind of like major glasses half empty people. <laughs> we tend to be negative. But that's only because we believe that God is more powerful. And so show me the ugliness. Show me the pain. Let's get real. Let's trust God to come through. And this book was one of those things. Not because of its... Um, personal, spiritual, devotional quality, but because of the stories it told of life change. And the book starts with a a horrible prison somewhere in South America where people are locked away and because of corruption and injustice, innocent people get locked away and with really evil people and they're stuck there for life and they give birth and they, they have wives there. They have kids who are born in the prison and grow up in the prison. My gosh. Like, what hope does that child have? And in the middle of that darkness, there is a church. A church made entirely of inmates, convicted criminals, pastors, leaders, church members, all of them are criminals. And that is a light even in that dark place. And the whole book is about stuff like that. Obviously, the authors, Charles Colson, his, his story is fascinating as well. Nancy Piercy, I would I would love if I could just meet her. I would, I think I would... <laughs> She's, I told Carla already, like one of my dreams in life would be to meet her before she passes away. So it's all about that. People in, in all walks of life. And I think that's what affected me very young, that even when I decided to go into vocational ministry, my mindset has always been, this will only work if people can bring the kingdom of God into their workplace. And it's the most important thing isn't the church institution, isn't the pastors. The most important thing is the Spirit of God moving through His people in all kinds of fields. Number six? Okay. Seven. Uh, seven. Seven. The Family by Mario Puzo. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, that changed your life. Yeah, because hindi ko alam na kung Catholic pa ba ako nito. Mario Puzo, the author of The Godfather, known for his like like mafia genre books, but The Family is kind of different because it's about the Borgias. One of their popes in history and how he just documents the life Alexander of the Borgias. Borgia, that Borgia, Borgia, Borgia had children. Yeah. And uh, he wanted them to be in power as well. And it was a kind of life that you wouldn't think popes would be living. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. Uh, pope Alexander is probably one of the most uh, evil popes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, what was his name? Rodrigo? Oh, Rodrigo Borges. Siguro kaya din siya yung pinili ni Mario Puzo. Anyway, why it changed my life lang is because, well, one is, prior to this, I would read Sweet Valley High. I would oh, e- read... Oh, this um, is a growing up book for you. 
Yeah, I know it was a comeback of my reading because I read a lot when I was a kid. Okay. I would read Sweet Valley High, Archie Comics, um, so Nancy Drew. And then I stopped reading because I had to work a lot. So I didn't, I wasn't able to sustain it because of how napagod lang talaga ako yeah, yeah. as a child. And um, when I went back, I think this was like one of the first few books that I held. And I thought, oh my gosh, okay, I cannot ever stop reading yeah. anymore. Like yeah. I, I just have to read mm-hmm. because of the way he wrote that one. Plus the choice of story pa kasi. Yeah. Na, feeling ko it also touched on my beliefs at that time na something I can deeply believe in can be so rotten pala inside. Yeah. So even back then, I was drawn na to how the disparity of what we see on the outside and what's happening on to the look inside. look under the hood Uh-oh. of the beliefs. Yun. And you had a crush on Chester Borgia. Oo. Eh, nakaka-crush naman kasi siya dun sa... Sa, ano, you sa, know, you weren't the only one. Tapos umiiyak din talaga ako nung matatapos na yan. Yung last 10 pages ko, sobra kong parang, ayoko, matatapos na siya. Wala Was na this one kasama. of the books where you felt sad that the, the book's ending is like a friend's yeah, going away? Uh, I think it's a, uh, like a mix of like how well he wrote it and also like the choice of storing out. so interesting. And you were, you were uh, I guess, like bonding with the characters in the book now. Mm-mm. Ayun. Did you still have a crush on Cesare when he was pockmarked from his ano, uh, STD? <laughs> I'm sorry, spoilers. <laughs> but you know you weren't the only one who had a crush on Cesare Borgia. Oh. Because uh, I, I think the book makes him very endearing kasi. Yeah. Na he was a very protective brother. Yeah. Yung mga ganon. Um, they say that, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, history buffs, Cesare Borgia was the inspiration to Machiavelli's The Prince. Oh, yes. Okay. I think this is also why I read it pala. Nauna yata ang The Prince. Okay. Oo. Tapos parang ganon. Hindi ko alam ko. Basta ganon. Connected siya. Binasa ko rin niyang The Prince. I'm eh. fascinated by this time of your life. Sounds like a really frightening you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sabi ko nga sa'yo, kung hindi na-save yung babaeng yun... How many of you are just really suffering right now under my, ano? Yeah, the controversial thing is, did Machiavelli write that out of an admiration for Cesare with a desire to truly help him and give him this like really terrible, you know, uh, user, but with its own sense of values advice in The Prince? Or did he resent the corruption of the Borgia family and was he writing The Prince to... Almost like to bait Chester into making a mistake and to leading in an evil way to have people turn against him. So I don't know. All right, let me match your coming of age book of fiction with one of mine own. And uh, if you guess this, hello, um, I'll do homeschool for a week. <laughs> what is that? Ano, ano, anong clue? Coming of age book around the same time you read this of my own. Nicole. Mm, Le up. Ah, okay. That was easy. Yeah, but for me naman, if Carla had stopped reading and this one got her to read again, for me, what one of the things that Le Miserab helped me do was, well, multiple things, uh, to, to bond with characters, to really feel for them, to really get enmeshed in the story. I couldn't put the book down the moment it started rolling. I read the unabridged version. 
uh, listen to the musical as a result. But I think one of the things that it helped me do, like it changed my life, is the ability to recognize and feel emotions. Mm-hmm. Like before this, I was very robotic. I was very like, or more robotic than I am now. Uh, but when I read this, I, I I felt so much. And that's what the book does. It makes you feel so much. So at first, kinilig ako with Eponine. I know, well, not Eponine. With Cosette and Marius. Then naawa ko Eponine. And then uh, uh, I, I really hated the Thenardiers. And then I really felt for Valjean. And then now that I'm older, I really feel for Javert. So I love this book. Uh, yeah, let me set up. Actually, ganda nga nung nabanggit mo na it made you feel. Kasi ngayon ko lang nare-realize na may ganong purpose pala ang books. Again, no, babalik ako dun sa pathway fiction. to learning. Especially fiction and Oo, art and yes, literary yes, books. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Kaya nga, ano, very powerful siya pag inisip mo. Yeah, kasi yeah. we all need to feel. But you know, this world has made us believe that to feel is to be weak. Yeah. So, kaya tinikaka-mental issues. I mean, mm-hmm. like we... I. I learned that also because of another book. But yeah, basically, I feel like it is so good for us to have uh, some sort of like media. So it could be like yeah. a book or like a, a story like for on, on TV. And the journey or, of the book. Because if you read like the blurb, you're like, oh, okay, I got it. But it's the journey of reading that book. Story talaga. Parang nakukuha mo yung story. Yeah. Ganon. Na nag-unfold siya sa'yo. Okay. Hey, we might have a shot at finishing all 10. Number oh. eight. Number eight. Uh, grabe. Hirap na hirap na ako. Uh, Mere Christianity How many by did you write? CS. I have 16. Ay. Hindi naman. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Sige, uh, Mere Christianity, Why Mere Christianity, and this is by C.S. Lewis. I feel like when I was in my formative years as a new believer, mm-hmm. I picked these up like like C.S. Lewis books and also Philippians. So parang siguro po together na lang yan. Pero siguro pinaka is Mere Christianity na it formed the way that I would see the world. Uh, in the parang in the whole workings of the faith and yeah. how the word works, the word of God works. Um, and this is, I feel like I would be a very different Christian today if I did not read C.S. Lewis. I would be more religious. I would be more conservative and more traditional if I hadn't read, um, if C.S. Lewis wasn't my influence. Yeah. And I think because the thing that he does is by showing you the heart of the matter, by getting to that, then you can realize there's so much to play around in. Now, I don't have to be defensive. I don't have to be stuck with things. Yeah. Um, for me, Prodigal <laughs> God by Tim Keller. Yes. Uh, changed my life. I think a lot of you have read this already, but if you haven't, do yourself a favor. Go pick up a copy. It's very short. Worth reading. Yeah, tama. Oh, short lang yan. But to trace it back to God being the Father and God loving you so much, it's just, we overcomplicate things. We move away from that too quickly when that's all that God is saying, that's all that God wants. So yeah. You know what? Book. I had a realization lang now mm. na there are some books that don't make an impact to me like deeply anymore, like Prodigal God, no? Why? Because you already gave me its one main thing. Yeah. And that already changed my yeah. mindset. That's why changed. I don't reread it. 
my life. So I feel like when you said na, you know what, we're, we're talking, we keep talking about prodigal son, but really what we have is a lavish prodigal God. Yep. And that's the whole point of it. So when I was reading it, hindi na ako, parang it was not a new thing to me anymore. Yeah. And so I wouldn't put it in my list of things that changed my life, but it actually did by you relaying it to me. Yeah. So may mga secondary ano pala yan, ganun, unintended effect. Number nine. Number nine, uh, Jesus the Gentle Parent by mm, L.R. Nost. Mm, yeah. Why? Because it just showed me that there's a very gentle way of parenting our children. Yeah. And that actually Jesus is a very gentle kind of parent to his like yep. disciples and people who followed him. Yep. And there are things in that book that made me realize some of the things I follow that I, that appear to be very or that were, you know, were promoted as uh, the biblical way of doing things are actually not biblical at all. Yeah. So you can just imagine siguro no, that change of life from knowing that you've been doing something that you thought was biblical all along and finding out one day, ah, hindi pala siya yeah. totoo. Hindi pala totoong biblical to. Yeah. So, yung cambio ko talaga sa buhay ko, ang laki. One thing I like about that book is uh, more than just correcting behavior or patterns, is the way to connect my faith in God, the way I see God the Father, the way I see Jesus to me, with my parenting. It's much more consistent now. And I call love more than just the correction in our behaviors. To me, it's like, paano si Lord sa akin? Ganito kay Philip. Paano si Lord sa akin? Ganito kay Manu. Alam mo yun, it's, it's so much easier now. It's so much more yeah. intuitive now. Yes, because yes, you just yes, connect yes. to how God is. Uh-uh, Not, uh-uh. ano ba yung tamang response sa ganitong behavior? Correct. Uh-uh. Instead of memorizing a toolkit or like a, a bunch of rules, I've got, what does God do to me when I do something like that? Then, okay, that's how I respond mm-hmm. to it. All right, number nine uh, for you, that's done. Number nine for me, The Next Christendom by Philip Jenkins. Mm. This is a life-changing book for me. And I, I don't reread it as often as some of the other books on this list, but I do reread it from time to time. And it's basically changed my perspective as a Filipino Christian. Mm. Very often as Filipino Christians, we feel like we're second class na nga tayo or third class pa nga. Eh, diba? sa, sa maraming bansa, sa Olympics, sa kayamanan, sa vaccines, lahat na lang. And as a believer, sometimes we feel the same way. That Christians in the United States, Christians in other countries have it better. They have more history. They have more, uh, you know, heroes of the faith. You know, they have more conferences. Diba? They have better albums. And so we have nothing to offer. And this book changed my perspective on that. The next Christendom talks about how the next major centers of Christianity are going to come from Asia, Africa, and South America. And very often, these are the, the global South looked down on. And it gave the point that not only should they join, like be invited to conferences by Americans or conferences by Australians or Europeans. No, we should host our own conferences and events and set the table because we need to be at that table. The mm. body of Christ around the world mm. needs yeah, 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 the yeah. global south, uh-uh. needs the perspective of the poor, needs the perspective of the colonized nations. If all we hear 
is this westernized Christianity. And I know people are going to, oh, no, it's, it's the Bible. It's the Bible. Yeah, but how you read the Bible is different depending on what country you're in. And I'm not saying there's no universal principle. There are universal rules and principles. But Filipinos will see things that Americans will not see simply because we're exposed yeah. to poverty all the time. Simply because we've felt the, the, the pain of being colonized and still live under that curse today. So all of that means that the table for the family of God needs to be wide enough to welcome every color, every mm-hmm. culture, every uh, society. It's kind of like my, ano, my lean-in book. Yeah. Na yung parang representation. In. Representation. Doon yeah. ko talaga na realize. Yeah, yan, yan din. Another book of yours na dahil kinukwento mo sa akin, I don't really need to li- read it na. But it has changed my perspective also na parang, yeah. oo nga, no, I cannot be just an Asian here. Like yep. yung, uh, wala lang, Asian ka lang eh. You're, so, you're inferior to the to the whites, ganyan. Parang, ah, hindi, I bring something to the table. Yeah. And it got me looking for like Filipino Christian authors, Filipino Christian books. Yung, like I've said in this podcast before, I remember reading A Systematic Theology by an American theologian and no mention of poverty. <laughs> you know? So, Parang, okay, if that's all I read, I'm not saying he's wrong. All I'm saying is, if that's all I read, I would have nothing to say to the vast majority of Filipinos here. There would be no gospel mm-hmm. for them other than this really, you know, uh, that's why I call it theological colonialism sometimes. Na mm. Bible pa bayan or galing lang sa puti? Pag-isipan natin yun. Magandang araw! I am Aaron Gogna. And I'm Laleen Gogna. And we are the host of Umagang Kay Gogna. On our podcast, we aim to inspire listeners as we talk about purpose, deepening faith in God, true happiness, and a lot, lot more. If you're feeling down, get your dose of hope and upliftment from Umagang Kay Gogna. Check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hope to meet you there. God, God bless. Anywho, baka Anywho. sumobra na tayo. Okay, or Number last 10. na. Okay, maraming pa ako nakapila, pero I'll just ano, stay with The Body Keeps the Score by... Ang hirap kasi sabihin ng pangalan niya eh. Let the body Bessel Van Der Kolk. Uh, I've said it so many times already. So I guess, you know, you guys get the hang of it. But it's about trauma. So ito nga yung ano niya eh. uh, Mind, brain, and body in the transformation of trauma. Um, why did it change my life? Simply because it's kind of like it's okay to not be okay. Now as you read it, you're being fed with information about trauma. But also at the same time, your the way that it has been written and conveyed makes you go through the process of identification. Yeah. Na, ay, ako yan ah. Parang mm-hmm. ganon. And then the process also, you are, well for me, no? Nahil ako. I'm not sure if that's the effect on other people. But 
Ako kasi, since na-identify ko kung ano yun, nadadala rin niya ako sa point of healing. And this is why I say, it has changed my life. Yeah. Because if Kate Bowler's book kept me from breaking down further, this one brought me to a place of healing talaga. Yeah. So, I'm still not done with it. And yet, you know, it has already changed my life so much. Nice. Love that. My last one. The Dilbert Future, Thriving on Business Stupidity in the 21st Century <laughs> by Scott Adams. Mm. And I read this as a teenager and I've always been into comics and comedy and humor. But uh, this is one of the books that changed that level for me because... the so. Scott Adams made this comic strip called Dilbert that makes fun of like uh, uh, corporate uh, culture in the US in the 80s and 90s. Some of it is still relevant today. Some of the technology might sound outdated, fax machines, beepers. But uh, it's still fascinating. They have incompetent bosses. They have evil HR managers. So, so much still to relate with for many people. Um, That being said, the end of the book is almost purely philosophy. So from this funny book, funny, 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 he ends with, and he even gives this intro to that section where he says, look, I'm going to take it. If you want, if you wanted to laugh, you're done. But if you want to keep reading, let's read philosophy. He talks about perception, talks about quantum physics. Um, that's where I first learned the, the concept of particles that change their behavior when they're measured and, and go back to the old behavior when they're not measured. And scientists are trying to figure out, like, how does this particle know I'm measuring it? Like, why does it change its behavior when I measure it? So stuff like that, even alternate theories of the world, like, is everything just doubling in size? How do we know it's not? And for me, I think that was what created the bridge between humor and philosophy for me. To be able to see, na, oh, nga, no, you can view, if you view the world playfully and deeply, then you can laugh or you might have an insight that would be helpful. So yeah, I I love uh, reading those books. Nice. So I think we did 10-10. Yeah, good job, Lavi. And it's just one hour. <laughs> yeah, a little over an hour. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, so hopefully you're still there. Uh, <laughs> if you've got a list of books that you like, we'll publish these. We should publish these lists on our Instagram, Love. if yeah. you want to uh, capture them for yourself. But if you have books that changed your life and you'd love to share with us, Um, yeah, just give us your reasons also and that'll help us uh, decide. Uh, maybe we'll pick it up for ourselves. And a lot of people always tag me when they get a recommendation, yeah. a book recommendation. So if you guys got any of the things that we mentioned here, please do tag us. Oh, we'd be so happy to geek yeah. up with you over Siguro that book. Siguro yan ang pinaka-happy kong budol, yung book budol. Yeah. All right. Last segment and we'll end. Question and answer. Question and answer. Mm-hmm. Question, Miss Rika. This came through your uh, Instagram. How do you achieve consistency in everything you do? Mm, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. That's the way the question was worded. But no, we don't achieve consistency in everything. Naman what that person means is like, how can you just continue shipping and delivering, di ba? Parang, how can you keep up with everything that you're doing? And, yun nga, the same answer pa rin na, um, it's because we're not consistent about a lot of things. Yep. Parang, when we are consistent about something, it is because we're dropping some things that will, yes, that will get exactly. in the way 
of the things that we need to be consistent about. Yep. So like, let's say today, no, I have about, I think I wrote, so I have note, a note-taking app here on, well, it's Notion. I have Notion on my phone. And the entire day was dedicated to just being with the kids because mm-hmm. I had promised to watch No Way Home with them. And, you know, it felt like this was going to be a very special thing for my son if her his mom went with him to watch this movie. And so I blocked off the day. And I must have, like, in the whole, what, four hours that we were together, baka mga nakasampu na ako dun sa notes ko. Sinulat ko na, huwag mo kalimutang gawin to, huwag mo kalimutang ganyan. Kasi the priority at at this point is to be with my family. Yeah. And so, it really felt a little bad earlier na I'm dropping so many things. Like, I launched my caps today. I launched uh, my smart parenting vlog today. Yung lahat. Pero, kasi, I told myself na the priority talaga today is Philip and Manu. Yep. And us watching that movie. Yep. And us being more rats. So if it looks like I'm doing nothing to you, that is something to me. Yeah. So yeah, we are not consistent in many things. <laughs> We're always reevaluating. Always, always. Almost like on a weekly, monthly, uh, we always reevaluate. Like even this podcast, we're like, should we stop it? Oh, let's, or continue. So get to So yeah, that would be our way of doing things. And other people have other ways and that's good too. Okay. That's it. So those are top 10 books that changed our lives. Each, huh? So that's a total of 20. 20 books. Um, yeah. Chat us up on at anything goes with the Bonnies on Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts on them as well. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.